Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and in every port I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. Good evening and welcome to the 488th episode of Travel Itch Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and this is the first episode of the 12th season. Actually, it's more than the first episode of the 12th season, but we are the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio. And tonight, we have a very special edition of our show because our guest is Simi Allen of Yad Vashem, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center in Jerusalem, Israel. A very warm, heartfelt welcome, Simi, to Travel Itch Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. Well, Simi, thank you for squeezing Travel Itch Radio into your busy schedule I know you're in the U.S. now speaking to us from a conference at the U.N. Tell us what happened with that book of names. Well, today Yad Vashem inaugurated the uh, book of names for Holocaust victims. It's a book, a literal book that contains the the names of 4,800,000 Holocaust victims that were murdered during the Holocaust. And we inaugurated this book, this is a really extraordinary uh, installation, together with uh, Ambassador Gilad Ergan, the Israel's, Israel's permanent representative to the United Nations, and in the presence of Secretary General to the, uh, Antonio Guterres. And so it was a truly remarkable and, uh, and historic uh, occasion. And this exhibit is going to be at the UN in New York for public viewing through February 17th and then moves to Israel. Am I correct? Correct. The the exhibition, the installation of the Book of Names is on display uh, Monday through Friday in the lobby in the Sputnik uh, uh, exhibition hall in the entrance to the United Nations uh, headquarters uh, here in New York. And it will be on display until February 17th when it, and at that point the, the installation will be removed and then transferred to back to Israel for permanent ex- uh, display and exhibition on the Mount of Remembrance in Jerusalem at Yad Vashem. And we need to let our listeners know how big it is to display 4,800,000 names. What are the, what's the size of this thing? It's enormous, isn't it? It's a huge, it's, it's, it, I call it an installation because it truly, it takes up an entire room. Um, it is uh, around 
eight meters long, double-sided, and two meters high. So it's around. Uh, it's huge. It takes up a, 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 an entire room here at the United Nations, and it really is a remarkable uh, uh, sight to see, where you see the names and the dates of birth, places of birth, and the places of where they were killed. Um, listed in alphabetical order it really truly is humbling to watch and see people uh, looking through the pages just trying to find their loved ones trying to find the people who they uh they knew of uh from this time period and touching the names it's a, it's a real it's a, a physical memorial for for the millions of victims of the holocaust and it has blank pages at the end because you have another million or so people that are not identified yet. Is that right? So the million, yes. The, so far, Yad Vashem over the last seven decades has gathered 4,800,000 names. And uh, we know all that the, during the Holocaust, 6 million men, Jewish men, children, and women were murdered during the Holocaust. And so the 1.2 million names that have not yet been collected and gathered and uncovered are symbolically displayed um, by the page, blank pages at the end of the book of names in order to signify that, that while we might not know their names, we might not know who they were, but we do remember them and we do uh, memorialize them in our, in our hearts and in, on the pages of the book of names. I've been to Yad Vashem and can best describe it as the most moving experience of my life. I know it's a tribute to the Holocaust, which cost the lives of at least 6 million Jews and destroyed thousands of communities, but it's much more than that. How would you best describe Yad Vashem to our listeners? I think that the best way to describe Yad Vashem is that it is a mountain of information. It holds so much more than just a museum or a memorial site to the to the Holocaust, it contains a world-class archives, uh, collections, the world's largest collections uh, of Holocaust-related uh, documentation, artwork, photography. Um, it contains a world a world-class international school for Holocaust studies, as well as a world-class. International School uh, International Institute for Holocaust Research, so it is tr- truly a uh, a mountain of information, as well as a, a physical on top of a physical mountain of remembrance, and therefore it is an, a, a much. Well, we've lost Simi. I hope that he calls back. This is a mechanical glitch, and I see on the computer that we've. His call has dropped. Hopefully he will call back the same way he called in in the first place. But Yad Vashem is on the Mount of Remembrance in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. So we'd like to find out more from him, and hopefully he will call us back. And also like to find out how Yad Vashem was created, how it is funded, the mission of Yad Vashem, and how 21st technology has helped. So we're waiting to get him back. And Mary Ellen, have you ever been to Israel? No, I've never been to Israel, although I would love to go. There are also branches of Yad Vashem in other countries, including the United States. So hopefully when Simi calls us back, he'll tell us. And I know that Holocaust survivors go to Yad Vashem. They can actually search for communities and individuals 
swallowed up by the Holocaust, and people missing for generations have found each other through the effort of Yad Vashem researchers. So Yad Vashem has many, many artifacts in the Holocaust years, and there's actually a Gathering the Fragments program. Since it began in 2011, more than 13,000 people have donated 300,000 items, including 176,000 documents, 114,000 photographs, 5,200 artifacts, 755 works of art, and 191 original films. And it's just amazing that some of these things survived. And it's also true that people as prisoners would write poetry or write their prose or even write songs on anything they could find, like Nazi prescription blanks in the medical facilities. It was just amazing that people in those conditions were able to be expressive. Also, International Holocaust Day, Remembrance Day, is this Friday, tomorrow. That's the 27th of January. So things will be going on around the world. Yad Vashem mm. staff members, by the way, visit survivors or their descendants in their homes and also hold collection days close to the places of residence. And Jerusalem's ministry, Israel's ministry of Jerusalem and heritage has helped Yad Vashem. One thing that they have there on the campus, they have something called the Righteous of Nations, Righteous Among the Nations. And those are non-Jews who help Jews at great risk to their lives during the Holocaust. Now, the Holocaust years coincided with World War II, which was 1939 to 1945. And Yad Vashem, by the way, translates into English as hand of God. Hmm. So I guess the hand of God is protecting the memory of those who perished and of the communities that disappeared. If you go to Yad Vashem, as I have, you can see a listing of all the communities and pictures and names of all the individuals. And as Simi mentioned at the outset, 4,800,000 names and hometowns are all listed on this Book of Names project that was unveiled today at the United Nations and will be on display there through February 17th. So I urge Simi all the also, Simi also said that you could, that visitors could touch the names? Yes. Well, you can what touch is the names. The, what's the symbolism it, it, It's actually in similar in a way to the Vietnam Wall in Washington, ah. where you can actually touch the names. The, the difference is there are 53,000 names on the Vietnam Wall as opposed to 4,800,000 with room for a million more. That's quite a a noticeable difference. And incidentally, Mm -hmm. there are several different museums at Yad Vashem. The Holocaust History Museum, the Exhibitions Pavilion, the Art Museum, and the Artifacts Collection. And, you know, when I went up to the Baseball Hall of Fame, they said that they can only display 1% of their collection at a time. I bet that's also true with Yad Vashem. And I bet they have rotating exhibits. I know they have traveling exhibits to try to keep Holocaust education alive. Okay, Simi is back. Simi, thank you so much. Hi, I'm uh, so sorry. The, the reception here is not so great in the UN. <laughs> okay, well, we will do what we can. And we, we went ahead with some, some of the questions that we knew. Tell us what Yad Vashem law is. Okay, so in uh, Yad Vashem was created 
1953 by a law that was passed by the Israeli Knesset, the Israeli parliament. It is a law that delineates the mission and the purpose of Yad Vashem. It has specific, uh, you know, uh, a mission that Yad Vashem, that sets out the, 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 the mission of Yad Vashem in a very clear manner that it is dedicated to commemorate the victims of the Holocaust, the victims of the Holocaust being the Jewish victims, the six million Jewish men, women, and children that were murdered during the Holocaust. It also, another aspect of the, the Yad Vashem law is to recognize righteous among the nations, non-Jews who risk their lives to rescue and to help save Jews during the Holocaust. Not many, not all of them maybe were successful, but they, the, the idea that they tried and that they um, attempted to stand up to, in the face of evil and to uh, 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 lend a hand, lend a, uh, assistance to the Jews who were, uh, quite, quite frankly, were running and were desperate for any assistance whatsoever. And they uh, deserve our appreciation and our gratitude. And so Yad Vashem, over the last 70 years, has been dedicated to uncovering their stories, to identifying their, those individuals. And up to date, we have, get, we have recognized over 29,000 individuals who were righteous among the nations, who risked their lives during the Holocaust and save, to save Jews. Um, there were, there's a list of criteria for those individuals to have met that they didn't take any compensation and that they did not transgress or they did, they were, did not participate in any other atrocities during the Holocaust um, in, the, in the attempt to, to rescue and to save Jews. But the, over the years, Yad Vashem has been, has been tasked with the uh, responsibility to research, to uncover, and to recognize these brave individuals, uh, as well as uh, to recognize the, those very many Jews who helped themselves, who helped their, each other, their fellow Jews. Not, no survivor today will say, "Oh, I survived just based on my just on my own own uh, you know uh, resourcefulness." Everyone helped each other, whether it was. Uh, by picking up a, an extra, uh, a, you know, there's a slack from their fellow uh, inmate in Auschwitz and do, doing a little bit extra work in order to help uh, someone who was a little bit weaker than them. Or we, have, we, we know of many cases where people changed cards in the, uh, you know, changed the selection cards in the, uh, in the camps to identify those who were possibly less less likely to survive and whether in whatever shape or whatever form this rescue this help this assistance managed to uh take place yad vashem is trying to uncover their stories and to tell their stories to the world so that they can know about these these brave individuals how many visitors come every year and who are some of the visiting dignitaries you've hosted oh yad vashem uh since uh, we'll we'll go before Corona and after Corona in terms of visitation, visitors to Yad Vashem. So for over the past uh, two years, obviously with the uh, the pandemic still in its uh, very much a uh, uh, heyday, we the numbers of Yad Vashem were were very diminished. But prior to the pandemic, prior to January 2020, when we were at our possibly at the height, we had one, over 1 million visits 
per year. Um, and this year, we this past year, 2022, we just we we. We're we're edging back to that to that mark. It's still not falling short. We over 650,000 visitors, but that number is coming is really coming back with a vengeance. And people, we see people uh, day in day out, loads of tourists, loads of uh, uh, busloads of tourists coming to Yad Vashem to try to to remember and to learn a little bit about the Holocaust uh, while they're in in Israel visiting. Yad Vashem has, has many artifacts from the Holocaust years. Where do you get them? From uh, the Holocaust, the, uh, the artifacts that we have at Yad Vashem come from a multiple, multitude uh, of uh, sources of places, the uh, ways that we collect them. I guess the most, uh, the nat- most natural and the most uh, straightforward way is actually from the, the community. People coming to Yad Vashem come in off the streets really, literally, and say, here, this is something that I had uh, from my mother, from my father, from my uncle. Uh, it was something that was in the, in the attic, and unfortunately, uh, my mother or my uncle passed away, and I don't know what to do with it, and I don't know whether it's something that's important or not. And so they come to Yad Vashem, and they really want to just even just to uncover and to learn a little bit about the, the artifacts or the documents. And then based on the a little research that Yad Vashem does when it when it uh, learns about a, a, a particular item, um, we then recommend that they donate these items to Yad Vashem for uh, safekeeping so that they can be um, preserved and they can be uh, maintained um, in optimal conditions so that uh, they can be kept for posterity purposes and uh, that they can be used in the mission that Yad Vashem has, which is to tell the world about the Holocaust. Hmm. Your president is Danny Diane. Any relation to former Israeli war hero and defense minister Moshe Diane? A cousin, a distant cousin. Uh, really? A distant cousin, but the, uh, Yad Vashem chairman Danny Diane was the former consul general to the United to New York from the state of Israel uh, between 2016 and 2020, and he joined around a year and a half ago uh, Yad Vashem. Um, and under his uh, stewardship, Yad Vashem has really truly been in the uh, on the international stage. He has elevated, especially now with this bringing this uh, book of names of, uh, to the United Nations which is a, a, a truly remarkable feat, a historic feat, as I began saying at the beginning of the interview. Um, and the fact of the matter is that uh, Yad Vashem is, is, at the moment, we're going to be breaking, for, breaking out of the, uh, the Mount of Remembrance, and we're going to be not only uh, bringing uh, and being the source for Holocaust education and, and remembrance, in Israel, but also to be coming to the, uh, each of these uh, countries all around the world to bring our amazing assets and amazing resources uh, in, 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 in many different ways and forms, educationally, remembrance-wise, as well as, as awareness, to raise awareness in everywhere and all over the world, in all four corners of the world. And so the United Nations is, I guess, the symbolic kick off of that new new uh, uh, project and that new initiative. We're talking with Simi Allen about Yad Vashem. Simi, before I forget, is admission free 
Admission is free. Um, since the pandemic, uh, the, we, we have had to require uh, reservations to be made, and there. Um, but at, at the moment, admissions is free. The uh, you can order, you can uh, reserve a uh, a slot to just to come to the to Yad Vashem, or you can then, if you choose to pay for uh, uh, an experienced tour guide, a Yad Vashem trained tour guide, to take you on uh, a guided tour of the Holocaust History Museum and around the Mount of Remembrance. That does have a fee, um, but I would say that the fee is uh, nowhere is a, a very reasonably priced for the amount of information that you get during one of these tours. And I want to tell our listeners, if you go, bring plenty of tissues with you. Very, very <laughs> Definitely bring, 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 bring something to, yes, bring tissues so that you can uh, uh, wipe away the tears, but also um, bring, uh, bring your comfortable shoes because there's a lot of walking involved as well. Timmy, do you work in concert with the U.S. Holocaust Museum, Simon Wiesenthal Center, or other prominent groups involved involved in exposing the history and preserving the memory of the Holocaust? Yad Vashem has international uh, relations with all of the institutions you mentioned, um, and 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 more. We uh, we we work together to to talk about the history. Each individual institution has a little bit of an, a unique. Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, perspective that uh, and a unique angle, but we all work together in order to to tell the the uh, um, the, the important story. And specifically with the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum, we have we share uh, archival uh, documents, and we have a we have a, a very uh, good working relationship with them. Simi, last year Yad Vashem commissioned vessels of light which made its debut in Lithuania. Please tell us what that was. Oh, uh, in a, in an, uh, uh, the first ever attempt in to uh, create artwork uh, and, and cultural, um, uh, you know, uh, cultural uh, experience, Yad Vashem, together with Lara Arbach, a world-renowned uh, uh, composer, and uh, Christina Ricci, um, we created, uh, we, we commissioned, we, we sponsored the commissioning of uh, a new symphony called uh, Symphony Number no. 6, Vessels of Light, which is mm-hmm. um, uh, a expression of, a musical expression of what, uh, of, uh, in commemoration of, of Sugihara, Chino Sugihara, which was one of the uh, consul generals uh, who, Acted during the Holocaust and the Righteous Among the Nations, recognized as Righteous Among the Nations many years later. But a Japanese consul general, who together with the Dutch, uh, con- the J- Dutch honorary consul in uh, in Kovna, Lithuania, helped rescue many thousands of Jews uh, and provide them with life-saving visas to escape the Nazis. And that exhibition, that's a. Uh, symphony did debut actually uh, in November, this past November, in Kovna, which is the site where Sugihara issued those life-saving visas, um, and will be debuting in the United States in Carnegie Hall um, right after Yom HaShoah, which is observed on the 17th and 18th of April, and this is going to uh, to debut on the 19th of April in Carnegie Hall in New York City. 
Cindy, what is your bar and bat mitzvah program? It's an uh, an ex- excellent question. What we do is uh, it's what we call is a twinning program, and uh, you know, Holocaust commemoration is 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 very important uh, for all ages, really. But as uh, a young child, a a, a boy is thirteen, a girl is twelve years old, as they transition into uh, their adulthood life um, and become full-fledged members of the Jewish people, uh, that remembrance takes on a very important and unique um, mission in there. And we, what, we have offer, we, we, what we offer people um, and families to, who are celebrating this very important life cycle event to come to Yad Vashem or not to, or to even do it remotely, but to receive and to be sent information and the, mem- the identity of one individual, one child who was not lucky enough to survive the Holocaust, um, and to c- connect them in a very, uh, a very nice and not, a, uh, a, not in a scary uh, manner at all, but in a very... Uh, a very inspiring manner to take on the identity and the memory of, of of someone who was murdered during the Holocaust, and for that individual, for that uh, Barabat Mitzvah girl or boy, to really, um, um, you know, bring them into their lives and to to remember them at the at the moment of which is supposed to be a very very happy and uh, and and uh, inspirational moment, and to take that opportunity to imbue in, in, in some uh, uh, a sense of where they line where they find themselves in the chain of history as a, as a Jew and as a, as a human being so it is a, it's a truly remarkable uh, experience and a, and a truly remarkable program that individual people take in, and, and, and use in many different ways and they they, um, they they experience the twinning process in a, in, a, in a very unique manner. Some of them just come and they just, you know, have a, cer- a brief ceremony when they receive the identity of the, of the victim that they were matched with, that they were twinned with. And others really truly incorporate that memory and that individual. And even, and even by going and visiting their home to those there where they were originally from or reaching out to family members of the, of the, of those victims to try to really incorporate their memory into their into their current lives. So it's a really truly a remarkable experience and one that we encourage and we definitely hope that more and more people will take advantage of. And as I said, you don't have to come to, to Yad Vashem to uh, to benefit from this twinning program, especially over since the pandemic. Uh, uh, what Yad Vashem has been doing is shipping these packages. To uh, to the people's homes, so that and in the package they receive the identity, a certificate with the identities of the person that they are being twinned with, and some biographical information, if possible. If there is a picture of that in, that individual, and they get um, a, a little bit brief uh, history of where that individual is from. So it really truly is, uh, can, uh, can lend um, Holocaust commemoration. Uh, to the next generation, and it really can inspire them to learn more, to identify themselves more with the memories, a uh, memory of the six million Jews that were murdered. Okay, just a couple of minutes left. 
Uh, with the upcoming 75th anniversary of the State of Israel this spring, do any special events involve Yad Vashem? So, not per- not particularly, but Yad Vashem this this year, this uh, 19, uh, 2023, um, Yad Vashem is marking its 70th anniversary uh, since its establishment in 1953. Um, so 70 years to to uh, to, to Yad Vashem, um, and always as always, right before Israel marks its 75th anniversary this year, um, uh, Yad Vashem will be marking Yom HaShoah, the, the uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day in Israel, as I said before, um, uh, observed this year on April 17th and 18th, and so it's always a, an important uh, time of the year to come to to visit Yad Vashem. The, the Book of Names, in fact, is going to be traveling after February 17th. It's going to be dismantled here in, in New York, and we'll travel to, to Yad Vashem, as I said, and we'll be opening and debuting in, uh, in Yad Vashem on March 28th, um, together with okay. the president and prime minister. Okay, how do listeners learn more about Yad Vashem? I'm sorry? How do travel listeners learn more about Yad Vashem? Is there a website? Yad Vashem has a, a very rich website, www.yadvashem.org, and people should should uh, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, Instagram, to really uh, learn more about Yad Vashem activities. Okay, our our guest tonight has been Simi Allen of Yad Vashem in Jerusalem, Israel. Thank you, Simi, for being our guest. And next week Thank we'll be talking so with Rick Mata, author of Six Hours Running for My Life in the Grand Canyon. This is Dan Schlossberg along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee saying good night and stay safe. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.